I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. For 12-pack radio, get excited, y'all. The move that makes the most sense, the move that makes the most money per school for the Big Ten is only grabbing USC and UCLA. No, I mean, it's true. No, I know. know Anyone else you bring in will bring in less than USC and UCLA. <laughs> Do you hear that? Do you hear that? That is Mr. Call His Shot, Rob Barron. August 1st, 2021, the year of our Lord. Almost a year ago in our Winter is Coming realignment podcast. Thank you for joining us at 12 Pack Radio, your podcast source for Pac-12 football news, the home of the Beta Rank College Football Statistical Model. And I'm joined by Rob Barron to... Come back a year later, Rob, when the earthquake of Oklahoma and Texas, it feels like 20 years ago, happened. Big landscape change led to the uh, the the fleeing of Lincoln Riley from the Big 12 to the Pac-12 to avoid the SEC. Now we have USC and UCLA headed for the Big 10, just like you called it. You see in the matrix, clairvoyant Rob, how are you, sir? I'm good, Dish. I'm bad. I mean, this is a bummer <laughs> for the whole conference. Um, I mean, on the brights, I mean, I live in Columbus, Ohio. I mean, I guess I'll get to see USC and UCLA come through every once in a while. Um, but it's a bummer. I mean, like the, you know, the pack, the Pac-10, Pac-12, as we've known it, is is moving on. You know, cue the Anchorman gif. You know that escalated quickly. It is Thursday, June 30th. News started to come out onto Twitter from John Wilner, who had talked about the possibility of USC and UCLA in talks with the Big Ten about possibly moving to their conference. Full-blown statements from both schools about four hours later that they have officially joined the Big Ten in 2024. And this show, we really want to go through the the landscape and what's going to happen because it's going to be crazy. Um, I'm totally with you, Rob. It's a bummer. Um, we've talked about this on the show about USC really being the prime real estate for the PAC 12 and, and the PAC 12, frankly, not doing a whole lot to keep them, keep them around and make them happy. You have Larry Scott years of, of, uh, it's like that. It's it's Larry Scott, but it's also a lot of incompetence from USC, (laughs) you know, with Clay Hilton high, you have UCLA, you know, we'll talk about why UCLA went to the big 10, but. Um, just frankly, in my end, doesn't look like a serious football school. I know they have Chip Kelly, but they weren't raising the money. It might be one of the reasons why they went to uh, the Big Ten, where they just can still be lazy at fundraising and just get that big bag of cash from the network. Um, right. You have 
just a, a landscape where the big the, the, look, the Pac-12 was clearly behind most of these conferences, and it didn't look like there was going to be enough ground to make up. And and clearly, whatever um, the new commissioner was able to put together wasn't strong enough for U- USC. You had talked about USC moving to the Big Ten and that being a logical conclusion to this, so in addition to Notre Dame, which, by the way, will, I think will likely happen. But do you want to, for people that didn't listen to that podcast, which you should, it's uh, it's in our feed. It's called Winter is Coming, and it goes through like the, the dominoes that could fall from Texas and Oklahoma jumping into uh, the SEC. But what really what jumped out for you when it came to USC making that move um, as, as one of the pieces they, they could use on the chessboard? Yeah, I mean, so like, and we talked about this in in that podcast. Um, and I just I encourage everyone to to think about this not in terms necessarily of the schools themselves or the conferences themselves, even though they're involved, is to think about this as the networks, <laughs> right? So, ESPN, you know, basically was not going to have room on, you know, with their, with the amount of college football they had just purchased owning, you know, the ACC outright, um, and then owning all of the SEC as well. They weren't going to have room to also still continue to own part of the big 12. And so ESPN basically moved Texas and Oklahoma over into the SEC, um, sort of raiding that property. The question was, you know, and it, it, I mean, it went, going back to last summer, I mean, the question was sort of like, what would Fox do to respond right now? Fox is the major business partner of the Big Ten. Um, they are now they used to be only a 50 percent owner. Now they're, I think, a 61 percent owner of the Big Ten network. And they are going to be the major rights holder, you know, the lead rights holder, although the Big Ten will have. A diversity. I mean, like they will continue to have like a diversity of uh, of networks, you know, owning some of their rights. But the question was, is like, would Fox want? I mean, what? I mean, because like Fox too. I mean, this is the part that like why people are when they say like, oh, the, you know, the ACC is doomed. I'm like, it's like a little bit of a maybe because like ESPN still has to be able to show some content, right? Like on you know, like ESPN two, for example, or that kind of thing. like Fox still has FS one that they have to fill programming on. Right. Um, and would the PAC 12 sort of fill some of that for them, you know, instead of a big 12 that no longer has Texas and Oklahoma. And the answer is no. I mean, <laughs> Fox, I mean, Fox went ahead and pulled the trigger on getting, you know, USC and, and UCLA. And look, I mean, like, I think one of the important, you know, points here, right, like for the Pac-12 is the Pac-12 is a little bit unique, you know, like versus some of the other conferences. And, and maybe you could make the argument actually like they were a lot like the Big 12 and that they were real top heavy, you know, like it is, you know, the attractiveness of, of UCLA and USC and that enormous Southern California market, um, you know, is, is just different than any, where any of the other schools in the conference sit by a big margin. Um, and so like, you know, in some sense they're like, you could argue the big 12 was, you know, like, but the Pac-12 is also a little bit different. And like, there's not like, like UCLA isn't like a true second fiddle, right? Like <laughs> there's not, there's not really a Michigan in the Pac-12, you know, or a Penn State or even a Michigan. I mean, like Michigan State spends an enormous amount on sports. There's not really, you know, schools like that in the Pac-12. Well, hold on, hold on. Um, 
because I, I hear Oregon fans yelling right now at their at their screens. No, no, it doesn't they matter. Yell. They can yell all they want. It doesn't <laughs> matter. No, no, I mean, like, let's be real. Like, you know, like Oregon has a fan base that is the size of a middling Big Ten school. It's true, right? And if Oregon didn't, they would have been invited today, and that would have been announced. You don't do mergers and acquisitions work and only run the numbers on you. Like It's not like Fox and the Big Ten have only run the numbers on USC and UCLA, and everybody else like knocking at their door today, they haven't already evaluated. They already have. <laughs> you know? Like... The only the only other school out there that really is going to move the numbers is Notre Dame. That's it. And like the Big Ten, if they had their druthers, probably today would be taking in Notre Dame and USC. And the Pac-12 maybe is in a better shot space then because like you still have UCLA included, right? But the Big Ten needed to be able to put more pressure on Notre Dame. And I think Notre Dame, I think you're right. I think Notre Dame eventually does join the Big Ten. Um, but they need to be able to put the pressure on Notre Dame to do it. And the way to do it was grabbing US, USC and UCLA. So I think we all realize why USC is going to the Big Ten, right? The Pac-12 right. network just could not compete from a from a dollars and cents aspect you don't have serious football programs outside of a couple. I, I mean, I think Oregon's a serious football program. Um, USC, by the way, wasn't until like uh, an hour ago, <laughs> right. a year ago when they, when they brought, however long it's been since Lincoln Riley made the jump. Almost every other program in the PAC 12, like just is not seriously committing to football. I mean, you're starting to see some, some bubble up like Utah obviously is committing, but like yeah. they don't have the resources to compete with like a Michigan. Um, Right. So rather than having to sit in that conference with the expansion of the of the playoff, it just makes a lot of sense for USC with the anticipated expansion of the playoff. I should mention it makes sense for USC to leave the Pac-12, grab that 80 million dollar bag of money and right. be in a conference where you're going to you're going to take care of business. You're at the you're at the upper echelon. You're going to as this sport continues to evolve, you are in one of the two conferences that matter right now. My question is about UCLA. I think I know the answer because I don't think UCLA is a huge draw. Uh, now, the, the Southern California market, I get that. But, like, markets are becoming less and less important as people continue to move away from their cable packages. But that, it still matters. So I, I get that. Right. Um, I I think my, my – look, because UCLA has not fundraised at a level um, that shows that it's serious about building a football program. It seems Correct. to have rested on its laurels. It got Chip Kelly on on a you know uh, he's still getting bought out by you know, probably the the Philadelphia Eagles still. Um, so I mean so that contract was pretty reasonable. They made the decision to extend that contract. If if I'm UCLA and I get the invite, I take it immediately because now I don't have to worry about fundraising. <laughs> <laughs> like you're just right. I mean, and like they had that huge problem where like Under Armour promised them all that money to like help make up for what they were doing in athletics and that deal tanked. Right. And they ended up signing with Nike for less money. Yeah. I mean, like you see, like, I mean, here's part of why you like in people. I mean, a lot of like Oregon and Washington fans thought I was crazy when I said like UCLA is more attractive than Oregon or Washington as a partner for USC. Part of it is, is like, 
man, they're just in Southern California. Like there's just like, regardless if they're not a huge draw on their own, like they're in a, like they are in the large, like the largest market in the country. Really. When you look at like all of the surrounding area that makes up Southern California, it's unbelievable. But the other part is, is like now if you're a big 10 school, you're getting a trip out to LA a lot more often. Like you're getting out there, you know, to be able to go out to recruit big 10 schools have a lot of alumni in LA too, you know? Um, like, so I just, I don't think like, I mean, UCLA as a potential partner and a potential travel partner and getting to go play in the Rose bowl, as opposed to going to Seattle or going to, going to you know like eugene flying into portland yeah driving right like it's just a different story right like that is a much like part of it is too is like usc gets to i mean this is usc show they got to pick who they wanted to bring with them you know um but like i mean fox isn't crazy like they're they they would much rather you if you're fox you would much rather have ohio state you know like at ucla right with the hope that ucla sort of eventually gets it together a little bit but even if ucla's bad like here's the thing like because everybody yeah. like when they compare these numbers this is really important everybody compares numbers of like when oregon's been good right they're like oh recently oregon's done so much better numbers than ucla or usc and i'm like yeah oregon's been a winning team and those teams sucked right but like oregon does terrible numbers when they're bad right <laughs> like if you're if you're Fox, you're not taking teams based on what they're doing on national numbers when they have like a really got when they have a winning record. Like you want to know what they're also going to do when they don't have a winning record, right? Like because people are going to tune in to watch teams with winning records. Like our people are going to tune in to watch Ohio State play UCLA. Yeah, you bet. Even if UCLA sucks, yeah, <laughs> they're going to tune in, right? Are they going to tune in to watch Michigan UCLA at the Rose Bowl? Absolutely. Like, and, and Fox can, like, that is a more attract, like, that is simply like, even though I would argue like there is some duplication, right? Like the, if you're Fox though, even with that duplication of like, you're getting the Southern California market basically covered twice, like it's still worth it because the market itself is so big and so lucrative. Having your top big 10 teams cycling through there more often is a much more attractive proposition it also checks the box one of the things that you know, again i always i'm a big fan of the cover three podcast you know, but elliot talks about the teams that you just take the paycheck and get the l's right like his, yeah. his big thing was worth uh with west virginia right was west virginia's move uh worth it uh i forget where they went from was it like the big 12 to the acc um, uh they went from the big east to the right. big tw big 12 yeah and, and he, the basically the question was was it worth it you know, is West Virginia in a better place from a, a like competitive standpoint? And I would answer, I mean, I think the answer is no, but they got, they right. got the money and now they're taking the L's and you kind of get a twofer for UCLA, right? You have, you have a brand name because of the, the basketball program, right? Like, so it's still a national brand. You get the market and you get a team that's going to take the L's. <laughs> Like, I don't think UCLA is going to be a, now, you know, with with 80 million dollars or whatever it is, they're going to make a right. year like that is right. now. Now we're talking like serious money. It could be a serious program. But like right. the administration has not been serious about this for a long time. So I think for the first couple of years, you're going to see UCLA 
you know, lose to Iowa four years in a row. And, and, you know, I made a joke on Twitter that that's like, you know, it's, it's a real life hell on earth is, is watching UCLA lose to Iowa four years in a row. Uh, it's kind of a disaster, but over time, the, the idea would be like, then you, then you have the possibility of a quality football program. And Oh, by the way, as like a cherry on top, a quality basketball team now with yeah. millions and millions of dollars to build their program. Well, I mean, look, you take the L's, right? Like, cause you get a seat at the table. And you're guaranteed to still continue to be at like the big boy football table, right? Mm -hmm. Like as it has continued to shrink, like continuing to have a space at that table is absolutely worth it, right? Like, like heck, like USC's going to take some L's, right? Like, um, now it's good for the Big Ten. Yeah, spoiler alert, uh, USC took a lot of L's in the (laughs) Pac-12. I know. (laughs) But like the... uh, you know, the big, I mean, the Big Ten definitely, like, Ryan Day has, and Ohio State have built an absolute juggernaut, and, like, nobody else in the Big Ten is really – I mean, like, last season appeared to be close because they had a completely unqualified person, a defensive coordinator. But, like, they are – Ohio State, for the most part, is out-recruiting everyone in the Big Ten by a lot. And if he has the right coaches in place, which it looks like he does now, like – looks like there's going to be a significant space between him adding another adding USC, which now looks like they're going to be serious under Lincoln Riley is a huge win. Right. Because like, I don't, I'm not sure in the short run, Michigan under Harbaugh or Penn state under Franklin are going to get there. Right. And like the rest of the big 10, I mean, look, the rest of the big 10 is going to get huge checks and they're going to spend more on staffs and all of that. But like, for the most part, like the rest of the schools, like they like, and don't kid yourself. I mean, this is true too, is like at every level, the big 10 has bigger, better fan bases than their comparable PAC 12 schools, right? Like Michigan and Penn state have much, much bigger fan bases than your number two or three PAC 12 schools, right? Like, um, so like even Minnesota, like we may crack a joke about them. They have a sizable fan base. Like the big 10 network does big money, not just because Ohio state is a monster, but because beneath that you have a bunch of other passionate fan bases <laughs> that really care. Um, you know, but like, I, I just, I mean, it's going to be a, like, it's going to be crazy to see. Cause like, yeah, like USC and UCLA are going to take these checks, but like, I mean, their schedule is going to be, it's just going to, it's going to take some adjusting, I guess. Like we'll get used to it eventually, but like USC with the schedule full of, you know, Purdue and Northwestern. And (laughs) I mean, it's just, (laughs) it's going to be something to see. Like, I mean, when you get to see USC go travel to play Rutgers, right? Like, uh, okay. Like that's a conference game now. So USC at at Minnesota, like for a late November conference game at their outdoor stadium in the Twin Cities. It's going to be weird. I mean, and like I want to talk about the ramifications for the rest of the conference, but um, and and we'll do that after the commercial break. But one of the things that I, I had a question for you before we go to break, Rob, is all of the other like softball, baseball, like, you know, it's just such a drop in the bucket compared to football. I get I get that. Right. Right. My question for you would be, though, because it, it doesn't look like this is the case, but it doesn't make a lot of sense to have a baseball program traveling to Rutgers or a softball program, you know, going to uh, uh, Penn State that like, I mean, I know they're going to have bags of money to fly charter, but 
it almost seems like I'm wondering how that sorts out. Do you do you have like a quick prognostication yeah, I do on know. that? So like I actually know what's already happening. Like they've announced it. So in all the sports that the Big Ten sponsors, they're joining. And so like it is only I think the I don't think the Big Ten sponsors men's volleyball, although some Big Ten teams or schools do play it. Um, and then I don't think the – and I don't think the Pac-12 did either. Um, and then beach volleyball is not sponsored. So, like, I mean, just a handful of, like, sports here or there are not – but, like, everything else. Wow. I mean, it looked like if you're a USC baseball fan, like, this might be your chance to hit reset because, like, for the most part, the Big Ten is not the world's best baseball conference. Um, and USC and UCLA – should absolutely roll in baseball uh, <laughs> and softball too, to an extent, um, because those have traditionally been Sunbelt sports that the Pac-12 has done really well at. Yeah. Um, you know, like the Big Ten is is not a great baseball conference for the most, but yeah. So like they like it, basketball will be interesting, right? Like I mean, the Big Ten has, itself has not been a juggernaut in basketball. Um, I I would I would push back on that. I think the Big Ten has been one of like good probably the second strongest conference behind yeah. the big 12 i would just like yeah, it's been a good conference well they i mean like what they have like what they what they're missing for the most part is like they really haven't had like a ton of final four appearances and national titles to show for pretty solid conference play right yeah there's been a lot of upsets in the tournament right like ohio yeah. state kind of choked on us so i have yeah. to go back and look at the the um the final fours but yeah i, I mean like the last couple of years of Big Ten football or basketball have been like, wow, th- this conference is really good. And then you're like, oh, yeah, it's Wisconsin basketball. I forgot about that. <laughs> you know, like- yeah, I know. I mean, like, it's true. Like, they, I mean, that was constant. I mean, but the, like, gosh, that was like the Sean Miller era. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were good a while ago. But uh, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, let, let's let's get into the ra- like kind of the, the domino effect here and see where this leaves other Pac-12 teams. We have a bunch of listener questions. And I have some questions, too. Let's get to those right after this. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, we're back. We talked about why UCLA, why USC, we go to the Big Ten. By the way, if you have questions, you want us to do follow-up questions on the next show, uh, send it to us at 12-Pack Radio, at 12-Pack Radio on Twitter. You can also email them to 12-PackRadio at gmail.com. Happy to answer those because some of this stuff gets into the weeds. But I think more people are, and I, if frankly, when you take a look at the listener base for, for our show, Rob, it's like yeah. Washington, Utah, Oregon. We don't have a lot of USC listeners. We don't have a lot of UCLA listeners. So I'd like. I think they all listen to that other podcast that is like mostly devoted 
to those two. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, the, yeah, the podcast champions. I got you. Um, yeah. I'm just surprised, right? Because I listen to multiple shows, and like we just don't that that fan base like has never been super interactive. And like you know, frankly, they haven't even been um, feisty. You know, like every once in a while, you know, know. I'll, I'll drop I'll drop a t- like a tweet about like some you know, some pithy comment, and like 18 Colorado fans will like send me middle finger gifts, where which is fine. I appreciate it. Um, but I'll do something about USC, and and it's just like cricket. So I, I just find that fascinating. I, my theory is the USC fan base is very insular, um, which is which makes sense, right? Because they have David Woods and um, Ryan Abraham over there. Um, yeah, and they did like the Reign of Troy. I mean, like I think they listen to a lot of like USC really specific stuff. Yeah, yeah, that, that that makes sense. Um, but I think the majority of the people listening to this show are interested in what happens. A to some of the top tier, you know, the, the, well, the the second tier programs. Um, I would argue Oregon's a top tier program in the in the Pac-12. They have been like from a performance standpoint in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, so let's let's tackle that first because I um, we've had a couple of friends say that um, it's possible that Oregon. Uh, and, and also, there have been reports that other Pac-12 teams have been connecting with the Big the Big Ten. Obviously, <laughs> you would assume they would. Um, I'm assuming Oregon is one of those programs. Is uh, l- let's assume I'm just assuming that the Big Ten is going to get Notre Dame. I think like I, I I think that the ACC is like Fredo on a boat right now, where they're just like you know oh, la la la. Like I think they lose Notre Dame. They'll figure out a way to make that work. It's possible that that you have Florida State. You have like Clemson. I mean, I just think that the, I think that conference is a is a in a bad way, just kind of like this conference is right now. So, do you think do you think the Big Ten is done, or do you think they no. take on a few more teams? Well, I mean, look, like I just want to be clear here, right? Like, if the Big Ten and Fox had wanted to take on any more Pac-12 teams today on their own, they would have done it, right? Like, yeah. like, if, if, like, so if 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 no one else gets added to the Big Ten outside of Notre Dame, there are no other Pac-12 teams joining, right? Like, this is not a oh they didn't have our number and now they're going to give us a call. <laughs> like we we reached out to make sure they had our information, <laughs> you know? Like Fox, they've already done the evals on you, right? Like they know how much you bring to the table. And like the, you not like, and and the the important thing is here is like, you have to bring in more revenue per school for the big 10, um, than they would make without you. And so you can't subtract and there's nobody currently in the big, in the PAC 12, that's going to do that. Like, there's just nobody with that, that kind of heft that can do that. The team that is out there that can, that you mentioned is Notre Dame. Right. Like and I talked about, right. Like the, the ideal situation for the big 10 is not adding, not adding, you know, USC, UCLA at all. It would have been adding USC and, and Notre Dame together, <laughs> you know, like that's a huge moneymaker for them. Um, and, and Fox by extension, um, or maybe not by extension, a huge moneymaker for Fox and by extension, the big 10, <laughs> but the, uh, you know, like I, so Notre Dame now finds themselves the, the interesting thing that was tweeted out today. And it always amazes me how, like how, and when some of this stuff comes out is somebody's like, Oh, by the way, I actually read the deal with the ACC and the deal with the ACC is actually like Notre Dame is not a grant of rights for football. 
Notre Dame has a grant of rights for the other sports that are in the ACC. And the only one that really makes money is like basketball, right? <laughs> yeah, but so, barely. I mean, like I, there is not yeah. a rabid Notre Dame basketball following. <laughs> right. So like, I mean, like it makes some money, but like Notre Dame would be more than fine. Like whatever, like fine. You can, you can, whatever we make off Notre Dame basketball, you can have, we'll pay that out. Um, and Notre Dame football can go to the big 10 because look like Notre Dame now find like the, the white whale of the big 10, you know, they've been chasing for years is Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, Notre Dame is the, is the one school out there that can really move the needle and bring in more money per school. Right. And so then if, if that's like a Notre Dame, like is now in a spot where they are, look, they were fine. Like Notre Dame has consistently said they're willing to take less money to continue to have independence, but less money is like suddenly becoming, you know, like Scrooge McDuck amount less, like, I mean, just an enormous amount of money less yeah. <laughs> than SEC schools and big 10 schools are going to be making. And then they go out and get who is arguably Notre Dame's biggest rival, right? Like the consistent rivalry game that the Irish have played, you know, like, a, you know, they have sort of an on again, off again with Michigan, you know, like they play Navy, you know, but like their big sort of, you know, rivalry game is that game against USC, like going back forever. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And now USC's in the big 10. Um, and along with some other teams that Notre Dame used to play pretty regularly as like Purdue was a rivalry game for a while, you know, cause they're both in Indiana, that kind of thing. You know, so Notre Dame, like Notre Dame now finds themselves in a situation where like, I think the money is really different, right? Yeah. Um, and they're, the pressure for them to join is going to be immense. Now, here's where it gets weird and wild and interesting, right? Like, so I don't think that if you're the Big Ten, you're like, oh, that's exciting. Like, let's get Notre Dame and then... You know, and maybe it is like maybe the Big Ten goes to 20, right? Like, and, and maybe the Big Ten going to 20 is like they t then take Notre Dame plus an additional three Pac-12 schools. Because like the ACC, re like whereas Fox is the partner for the Big Ten, like the ACC really is wrapped up in ESPN. And unless ESPN is like ESPN holds the key to unlocking that, right? Um, ESPN, if they choose, can basically pay out the contract, whatever they owe the rest of the ACC schools and like move the ones they want over to the SEC if they want. That would leave the, that would certainly leave the big 10, like with, you know, like with some less than appealing choices and, and maybe, you know, the, their, you know, their option then is like, all right, well, you know, if we want to go to 20, we'll take Oregon and Washington and then one more PAC 12 school. I mean, that could happen. Um, but it could also be like the, the the option that makes the most money, and this is important, the most money for the Big Ten is taking Notre Dame plus one other Pac-12 school, right? Because I don't think I don't think Fox is going to get a crack at one of the ACC schools. Like they're just they're not going to get first crack at one of those schools. So, you know, like if they can get Notre Dame. Like, and they're, and the other part is, is like the big 10 can't wait forever. Right. Like the PAC 12 might find themselves in another grant of rights situation. I mean, like the PAC, like some of these other conferences are going to sign for at least five or six year deals. The PAC 12's deal for whatever it's going to be left with 
<laughs> or whatever it is after this is going to get done, you know? Um, you know, same with the big 12 is, is coming up and we'll, we'll come up for, you know, what's left of the big 12 will come up and they will renegotiate, you know? Um, and so like that will lead to another period of relative peace in realignment, you know, at least until the new, the deals are up and the grant of rights are up. So like if Notre Dame is going to make a move, it's gotta be within the next year or two. Um, but that's when you could potentially see like, and it, the weird thing is, and like, I can't believe I'm saying this cause they're far and away the least engaged fan base in the PAC 12. And that's saying something <laughs> it's Stanford is Stanford. And I say this for a couple reasons. One, the rivalry with USC, they have an existing rivalry with Notre Dame and their academic reputation is something the big 12 would actually care. I mean, the big 10 would actually care about, Right. And they would be willing to take on Stanford as like a pretty bauble <laughs> that makes Notre Dame and USC happy and then just cash the Notre Dame check, right? Um, because that like it hmm. it's almost an odder pairing if you're like you if you it's like Notre Dame and Oregon or Notre Dame and Washington, right? I guess like for some reason and that I, I may be wrong on that one. Like I mean like Washington's pro like Oregon fans like just purely based on the market size, um, you know, like Washington is probably the better, is probably the more attractive play for like the Big Ten. But it, it Oregon, yeah, it absolutely is. Like Seattle, yeah. the, like Seattle spans half of the the West Coast, like of of uh, <laughs> of Washington. Whereas, like, I mean, I get it, right? Portland's a big big state, but it's it's not. They're not the, like. Yeah. you want the seattle market if, if like right. if that stuff matters now oregon is right. by far more serious about the football program they're investing in their football program Absolutely. they have the history of the football program but but like if you're just talking numbers i think right. washington's the 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 pick well but oregon stuff is like i mean oregon has all of this but like they're like oklahoma state like that money isn't coming from like revenue that they're producing off of their fan base that money is coming from phil knight right yeah, well, like that is not yeah. that's not like or like that is not a sign like that you have a strong organic fan base that you are working off. You are working off of like one guy. Like it's the same problem like the the T Boone Pickens problem, right? Like Oklahoma State could punch above its weight with T Boone Pick T Boone Pickens there, but like you know it doesn't suddenly transform them into like you know those the, like those fans are not there still, right? Like that's what. So like that could still happen though. Like I mean, the Big Ten could decide to go to twenty. I think the logical spot for them if they went that big would be three Pac-12 schools plus Notre Dame. But, like, here's the thing, and this is true. Like, if it ain't Notre Dame, no one's going. Like, <laughs> you got you to gotta hope for Notre Dame. I, I, gotta, think, I think Notre Dame goes. Like, yeah, I, I, I just – it doesn't – I don't see a world where they're just like, yeah, we'll be independent, or they're just going to fall so right. far behind. Plus the fact that they brought in um, their new coach. Like, I just – I like, look, you know, the, the administration is the most important thing, right? Right? They're making the decisions. Yeah. But I just think that that new – the like, the new wave of leadership, you have a new coach. Like, I think some of the tradition and, like, the stuffiness of – uh, oh yeah, we're we've always been independent. I think I I think having a football coach that's like you know what we need to win, <laughs> like I, right. like I don't care I don't care like we need to win. I think that happens. So like I okay. well, well here's one though like what if what if the because like this wouldn't be the first time like what if Fox and ESPN came to an agreement and Fox got North Carolina right 
Like they probably take North Carolina over Washington or Oregon to pair with Notre Dame. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, and ESPN takes yeah. FSU and, you know, Clemson and Miami and Virginia Tech. Schools that, that's, that are, that's the schools that, that are yeah. more culturally attuned to where the SEC is. That, right? make, that then, makes way more sense. Like right. doing that, if they if they if that actually happened and they actually came to that agreement, that that makes way more sense than taking Stanford as like, you know, uh, picking your kid brother in the dodgeball right. tournament. You know, like right. it's just, it, that doesn't make a lot of sense other than like making I get it right. Cash the check from Notre Dame. If, if that's their demand. All right, we'll come. But you have to bring this stupid program to take the L's. Right. You do that. You absolutely do that. But if yeah. it's Notre Dame is it. But I would much rather shove Notre Dame into a corner and say, like we're coming and like you you could you could float around if you want or i mean I, and it doesn't make sense for notre dame to be in the sec i think that's where they draw the line right like no no notre dame <laughs> notre dame and some but but also like some of like i mean the acc is a little split right like you have schools like you know the dukes and nc states and unc's of the world and virginia's you know which are which are aau institu- institutions you know and very much care about academics um, and then you have the Clemsons of the, you know, like this is going to sound harsh, like the Clemsons of the world, <laughs> I mean, that are just don't right. Like, uh, at, at the same level, um, and, and, you know, are not like, and are going to, and, you know, are going to fit in much better, um, in the sec. And I think that's a, like, I mean, that's like that. Like, in, I think people underestimate that Fox and ESPN are willing to carve up college football. That de- I mean, that deal years ago where Texas and Oklahoma and Texas Tech were going to come to and Oklahoma State were going to come to the uh, the Pac-12. That was like all predicate. Like NBC was the driver on that one, and they wanted to add to what they were showing with Notre Dame, and Fox and ESPN got wind of it and scuttled it you know like i mean that would have total like we would be in a totally different place in college football had that happened um but you know like that came from like the, like they're willing to even as they're competitors like they're quite aware of like where the lay of the land is and they're not going to want to let anyone else really get their foot in the door on things and so like i did i do wonder like because espn has the acc locked down um but i wonder if they are willing to sort of want to move some teams around if they're willing to to let fox have one or the other you know like because espn knows they're not going to get notre dame like um now fox were willing now here's where it'd be interesting right like let's say fox brings in notre dame and everything into the big 10 if fox because they also own baseball and often show late you know, you know, playoff games on Saturdays or like a Yankee Red Sox games on Saturday afternoons too, was willing to let ESPN continue to be and, you know, a second tier owner of big 10 rights. Um, you know, like once those schools are in like ESPN might say, sure. Like this sounds like this sound like this sounds like completely bonkers, but like, this is how this actually, this is, this, this is like why I encourage people. Like it is not the, con- like stop talking about the conferences. It's the networks. So I, I think the the thing that makes me like my pushback would be why like wouldn't Washington or Oregon be a better program than than North Carolina or some of those like second tier I get I get the like right the Florida State Miami 
those are going to be SEC schools. So like you kind of got to move up to to like you know what's the next tier? NC State, North Carolina, Pitt, um, those kind of programs. Like I just think that Oregon and Washington are more valuable products than those schools. Is that? Well, so like Miami's like Miami's an AAU school. Like they really took their football money and really tried to like advance academically. Yeah, but like this, but does the Big Ten? I mean, how much does the Big Ten? The Big Ten wants nothing to do. Like they're not going down to the Miami market. But like UNC, as much as like like UNC is a a like an enormous national brand in basketball, to the point where like they actually like make real money on it (laughs) and and that's like i think that i think unc is attractive because it gives the big 10 you know a continued foothold on the east coast um north carolina itself is continuing to grow and i think is an interesting market i think they'd be interested in having a little bit of a foothold in the south and also like to to kind of match with maryland what they have i think that's like i don't like look there's plenty of schools that are not like i don't think Pitt is all that attractive um, to the big 10, they've already got that. They've already got Western Pennsylvania locked up with Penn state. Right. Yeah. Like I don't think Boston college Syracuse, like none of those, none of those schools are terribly attractive to the big 10. It is like for the big 10, it's like UNC. Um, I don't think they're, I don't think they'd be all that interested in Virginia because I think they would feel like they already had that pretty well covered with Maryland. Yeah. I mean, but like you could, like they could get in there. Like if you put in UNC there, maybe batch it up like with Duke, like Duke's got Duke's an AAU school. They're a terrific research institution. Um, you know, but it, it would, it would be more like that with the, like if the big, like the, I, I think the Fox would rather make that deal, you know, because like those are like those, and, and, but those are markets that are going to continue to grow and be interested in college football too. Like that's what, that's what I sort of worry about. Like with this in the longer run, right. Is like, you could end up with, like if you were, there's no way like if the, like the NFL, right? Like the NFL would not give up on Phoenix, right? <laughs> like, like they wouldn't give up on a market that size. Um, you know, the NFL wouldn't give up on Seattle um, or wouldn't give up on Denver, right? College football absolutely will in this setup because there's no commissioner and there's no one who there's no businessmen at the head of these teams who are also thinking about the long-term play and value of their franchises and the TV money they're going to bring in. Right. Like everybody in the, in college football is very much disorganized and in it in the short run and at the, is totally at the behest of the networks. Whereas like it is the opposite for the NFL and for a lot of the other sports leagues is they are able to dictate more, you know, to the networks. Hmm. So, what does this mean for the, like, we talked about Washington and Oregon as possibly yeah. being schools that, you know, if, if the Big Ten really wants to expand more, those, those are, you know, they're on the table. Maybe Stanford, if, if you, you know, USC and Notre Dame want like a plaything to bring into the Big Ten, but the rest of the schools, right? Like Cal, I mean, the, the right, who are the bigger names now? You have Arizona State would probably be the next in line. I mean, Utah has the passionate fan base, but it doesn't have the size. Uh, Your next most attractive schools, like if you're going to rank them, are Washington, Oregon, and then the Arizona schools, right? I um, mean, I'm, I, I, I'm with you on ASU. I I need to be convinced on Arizona. 
right? Like Tucson. So here's the, here's the difference is like, I mean, Arizona is in Tucson, unlike Colorado, which is in Boulder or, you know, like, I mean, Utah is in Salt Lake. Um, but it's like Tucson is like, Arizona is a, is a bigger brand. It is like, and like what Arizona doesn't do is it invests a lot in its other Olympic sports and things like that. It invests less in football. Um, but it has a fairly sizable athletic department. Um, and it is only like, not only is it in a, you know, like the Tucson DMA. It's like, it's more it, than a million people. Right. It's more than a million people. And then you're also like less than an hour. Like you're like an hour, what is it? An hour and a half from Phoenix. Like you're really close. Like to, Arizona does really good numbers in Phoenix too. Like, I'm not saying like, like, but those schools are the ones like those schools are probably your next ones. And then it's maybe Utah or Colorado, you know, and then like, but they're, they're not like, but like, it's not like a big gap, right? Like you can make an argument that it's Utah at four instead of Arizona or something like that. Like, it's not right. It's not enormous. Like the, like the yeah. Pac-12, yeah, school, like, the, like, but, but this is also true. Like the gap between like the, the Pac-12 schools all together that are left are much more tightly bunched than a lot of them think. With the exception of Oregon State, Washington, right? State, like Oregon State, Cal. Washington State, and Cal and Stanford are like a gap away, and Cal and Stanford are buoyed a little bit by their market that they're in, but like it's pretty close otherwise. <laughs> you know, like um, there's not an immense, you know, like there's not an immense amount of space between some of the rest of them. Now, Colorado, I think, has fallen off a little bit on their overall spending and I think commitment to athletics. You know, but like, I don't think, I don't think that like, if you were going to go through and like the top five is still pretty good and you'd probably still take Colorado because of the Denver market, you know? So, so what do you see, right? So you have your two super conferences right now. You have your SEC and your big 10. Let's in this scenario, big 10 has already brought in Notre Dame um, and possibly like, and let's just take Washington, Oregon, and like a couple of the the likely top tier schools from the ACC off the table, then what? So then your your best bet at this point, right, is like nobody's nobody from the current Big Twelve is getting picked, right? Let's say that. I mean, like, I'm I like color me still skeptical, and I am like that Washington and Oregon end up in the Big Ten. Like I I would put it sixty forty no, right? I think your best bet, whether they're there or not, is to split and like, and this is really tough for the bottom of the big 12 and the bottom of the pac 12, but you got to split it off and you got to take the best of what you can get. Right. From a, so you're talking like ACC, big 12, pac 12. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't, I mean, cause like, here's a funny one. Like you could easily see Miami not ending up in a super conference, right? Like, I know that sounds weird, but like they're like, they're a small private school in a market that doesn't always care very much about them at all. You know? Um, I mean, you like, it's, it's weird to say that, like, but you know, like you could easily see them more like to your point, like more likely in the sec than not. But, um, you know, like I, I, but I, I think that the best bet, I mean, look, if there's anything good, like if NC state didn't get picked up by the big 10, um, 
you'd absolutely take him, right? And like try to form a conference, but like that's far away. Like I think the the immediate one because there's no guarantee the ACC gets like because ESPN holds the keys. If they decide to keep that together, then you know, like then the answer is you know, like you're you go and you say, all right, like what's the best I can put together out of you know what remains from the Pac-12 and what remains from the Big 12, right? It's but such, like you got to got to make cuts. Like you can't take everybody. And that's from both conferences. <laughs> oh my gosh. And and the and the drop off in the funds, right? Yeah. So you go from you have your Big 10, your SEC, and then now if if Oregon and Washington and Oklahoma State are your, you know, NC State, Miami are your top tier programs, like there is a significant gap. May, like here, here's yeah, one but question. This is this is the key part. Is like everybody wants to act like, oh no, we're super attractive. We're super attractive. You are praying to get an invite because, like, the reality is, if Oregon and Washington and Oklahoma State are your top draws, you're not getting anywhere close. So the the only thing I can think of, well, it doesn't make sense either. Like, unless so, I guess there's two scenarios here. The first would be if a desperate over the top program comes in and tries to bundle as many of these teams as possible. Is it worth it for the programs to have more inventory or less inventory, but higher quality? It's better to have a higher quality inventory, right? Like this is like, sort of like if you could put it together, like your one advantage here, if you will, is like, you don't have to have Rutgers, right? Like, or Indiana, <laughs> like you don't have to have, um, you know, your bottom tier teams there, right? Like you can, the teams that like in a normal world would be in the mountain West, right? I guess, but I'm, I'm more thinking like, it, is there, is there a world where one of these, one of these over the top things just says, you know what, screw it. We're just going to do like our thing I mean, is going to be, we're going to have as many games as we possibly can. Look, I mean, like there, I mean, yeah, maybe there's enough. I mean, like what's going to be interesting here is like, what does CBS still do? Right. Like now they're not going to pay you a ton of money comparatively for it. Right. But like over time as the others, you know, like as, like as long as, as long as you can maintain some access to whatever the super, you know, like what happens after the super leagues are formed or whatever, right. As long as you can still maintain some access, even at like some diminished amount of like money that you're making, like you have the chance to build something, right? Like the PAC 12, like has like what's the remainder, somebody is going to end up becoming the dominant team within the conference. Right. <laughs> You know, like Looking at you, Utah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, um, and they have a chance to build something, right? Like, it, but like, you're going to, you're going to be at a resource disadvantage. That's absolutely true. But like, you know, like lots of like part of the team, like an immense part of the problem for the PAC 12 was like, look, you have a confluence of factors, right? You like, you have Larry Scott, like getting hired. That was bad. Um, you have the consolidation of you know and the importance of like both somewhat you could say like consolidation within tv but you have the huge explosion of the value of live tv right like of sports and then on top of that you then have just a disastrous series of hires for coaches in the pac-12 
like 2012 forward, if you look across the Pac-12, they just, with the exception of like Mike Leach and Chris Peterson, just a lot of really bad hires, right? Yeah. Um, that ended up tanking pretty good programs. I mean, USC is your top story there, but like Jim Mora and Todd Graham and Rich Rod and um, Gary Anderson. <laughs> and, um, you know, like, you know, it was just. Uh, who, and, who was the Oregon guy? Uh, they they yeah, did the. Yeah. Before Taggart. Uh, Helfrich yeah. Helfrich and, and Taggart back to back. Taggart and everybody at Colorado, you know? Still. <laughs> right. I mean, like, just a, like everyone at UC, I mean, just a series of really, really, really bad football hires. Um, like, this wasn't inevitable. It just, the Pac 12 just made all the mistakes when it, when it couldn't afford to. But, like, look, I think that there's, like, if you were going to, like, look, maybe you talk yourself into, like, hey, the Pac 12 does what the Big 12 just did and it stays together, you know? And it gra- it tries to grab the best of whatever it can out of the Mountain West, right? If that's the case, the Pac-12 still, I would argue, probably cares about uh, academics and research. And so, like, your play – I mean, these are really unattractive. But, like, your plays are probably – like, and this is going to sound weird because it was like, you get Boise State. I'm like, Boise's tiny. <laughs> like, I've been to Boise. Um, I'm about to go back there again. But it's uh, – it's Vegas. Like you grab UNLV, who's current uh, Carnegie R one institution. You grab UNM in Albuquerque. They suck at football, but they're in big markets. I think right? I think like, you have to you have to merge something. And I, and I'm with you. I think if you're gonna, I mean, those, but those aren't good options. But like when everybody says like Boise State, I'm like guys. Oh no 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 no! This. I'm say, I'm saying Big Twelve, right? Like you have to. Yeah. You, yeah, that's the best. My, the the so I guess one question on that would be. Is is the Big Twelve able to make big moves as a conference if the Pac twelve started? Because like the Pac 12s deal comes up soon. When is the Big Twelve? Right. Like, are is there the enough money and wiggle? One year later, so like okay. uh, they're like twenty twenty five, I think. And who are they with? Is, is it kind of a mixture? They're of with a mix of Fox and ESPN. Okay, and I think both of them, right, would say, uh, would I would I'm assuming both networks would give them some wiggle room to come up with the best solution with the Pac-12 and the ACC. Is that fair? Right. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, like, and it may be that like, I mean, like Fox may be your major per like buyer there. They may be your headliner. ESPN is still going to want some late night content, right. That the Pac-12 provides, um, you know, and that the schools from the Pac-12 provide. Um, but I think, you know, both, so that's, yeah, but I think both networks will, would say, you know, do what you have to do. Right, like, well, right. well, we will, we will be forgiving if if you're going to add teams and move around so you can get the best possible product. Like, they, right. they're not locked into. Like, I guess what I'm saying is the Pac-12 is not locked in to what it is now, and the Big Twelve and the ACC will not be locked in to what they yeah, have I don't, now. I don't think that they are locked in yet. Like, I don't think that the current Big Twelve membership now they may have. Like, I believe I don't think that they've signed like a grant of rights or anything like that for the future yet. Um because they don't have a, they don't have a deal yet. Um, but like, if I was like, I mean, like you could build something out of like, take your top five or six pac 12 schools and take your top five or six, you know, big 12 schools 
But like, I mean, like you're probably, I mean, like who are you leaving out there? You're probably Washington state, probably Oregon state. You're probably willing to leave out. Like you probably take TCU small, but they're in Dallas, Fort Worth. You would take, probably take them. You'd take Houston. Yeah. Right. Even though they just came up, um, you take Oklahoma state because they have a good size fan base. And then it gets, <laughs> it gets really interesting, right? Yeah. Well, I'm just like, cu- I'm curious. I mean, would you take Texas Tech? I mean, they're all right. Uh, sure. Like, I mean, they're better than some of your other options. Like, they do decent numbers in Texas. Um, they have a good sized fan base in like the Dallas Fort Worth area. And other, I mean. Oh man. I mean, you're it, not, like you're, yeah. you're, you're like I mean, but would you be crazy enough to like take Cincinnati? I mean, I, like, that'd be great for me. I live in Columbus. I could drive down and watch games. <laughs> but, like, would you be cra- – like, I mean, that's what you kind of get into, right? It's like – because some, some of the teams that the Big 12 has added are actually a little more attractive than, like, Kansas State. Yeah. Right? Yeah, well, absolutely. Um, and so, like, I – you know, you if you were redoing it all over again, like, you – like, but, I like, at the same time, like, if you're the Pac-12, like, are you like, you're looking at it and you're like, I want to travel to Orlando? Like, No. Yeah, because <laughs> you're not going to make it. You're not going to like you're not getting USC money to travel across the country. Yeah. Right? I mean, you, like the, the teams, I think they get left in the cold. I think it's Cal, Washington State, Oregon State, possibly call. I mean, it sounds weird to say, but possibly Colorado. I mean, like, I think I think they'll get taken because they're in Denver. Right. But right. that is the only saving grace right now for that program. That program is a disaster right now. Um, and it's just right. been f- treading water and it's not serious. And um, it's astounding that Mike Bone, Bone is like who torpedoed Colorado with his terrible football hires. <laughs> like it's, it's suddenly looked at as this like genius, like saving USC. And or it's like, it's a, it is amazing. Like he, absolutely ruined Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, but, but so if you're part, if you are a fan of one of those schools that we named, like you should be super worried because yes, yes, absolutely. You know, cause like I was getting texts from friends like, Oh, is, is the PAC 12 going to look at San Diego state? And like, no, I think, I think the no. PAC 12 pushes more towards, all right, who's left, who's good. Who can we piece together a deal for the best, for the most possible, money we can get and it's going to be significantly less than what the like that is that is the most important thing i think if you're going to take something away like even if you are like if you are oregon or washington you better get on your knees and pray to the lord that you get into the big 10 because if you remain in the pac-12 it's going to suck um right and that's like i mean but it is like they are i mean that like it is it is for literally everyone else it is purely like, could I potentially get in if they took Notre Dame? <laughs> like, that, it's that. Like, that's all they got left. Um, because trust me, like, if the if Fox and the Big Ten had wanted to add four Pac-12 teams today, they would have. That that's you know? the that's the one thing that makes me a little like I have to chew through that because is forty teams going to be enough like for the super cut right you have 20 in the big 10 right. you have about 20 like there i think there's room for another batch of teams 
I do too. Like, I just, I don't think college, like, I, and I think that there is enough content, like, cause like, here's the thing about this, like super conference thing is like, some of these teams are going to suck. Right. Yeah. Like some of these teams are not only going to be bad, but like teams that you are expecting to be good will just get like the living tar knocked out of them in, in these conferences. And like some of these other games will become more attractive in the future. Right. Because it's not like it's going away. Right. Like they're going to continue to like as long as they can continue to stay in reasonable time slots. And I think they have an opportunity for that with like CBS and NBC. They're still going to continue to have ESPN as a partner and Fox as a partner because the pack, the, the, you know, these schools out on the coast provide West Coast time slots for content. So it's not going to like I, it's not the end of the world. Is it not ideal? Absolutely. Like, but like, I think if you're like, if you still have access to an expanded playoff, like great. Yeah. Like that, you that know, that's, like, yeah, that's why you I could build something. You could become Gonzaga. That's why I don't think there's going to be two conferences. I think there's going to be two premier conferences and then a third, you know, right. everybody else that still wants to be competitive and is willing to scrap for half the money. Right. And like, but I don't, I don't think it's necessarily going to be like, I don't think that the money's going to be big enough for them to necessarily want to like, I I think that like what will be left will still make some geographic sense. And now for that, like, I think that like, like, cause like the ACC right now is huge. It's 15 teams plus Notre Dame for five games a year. Um, so the the ACC, you could lose five teams to the big 10 and the SEC and still have a viable conference, right? So and then th- yeah. throw UCF in there, and you're 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 at an even number. So maybe or whatever. Maybe you split the Big Ten in half, and like you know, geographically, and the then, Big Twelve. I'm yeah. sorry, the Big Twelve. But I'm just thinking of the Big Twelve, right? So the Big Twelve went out, like they got raided. They went out and got, they added schools that I don't right. know if those schools added more money to the table, but they went out and did it. Why? I mean, I think that like, look, like. The Big 12, I mean, you could argue the Pac-12 should have done this like 20 years ago, which is like take a bet on, I mean, shoot, when the Pac-12 formed Pac-12 networks and like cable carriage was a bigger deal, like they should have been way smarter and they should have like done the Rutgers and Maryland option and they should have brought on like some schools out West that were like decent research institutions, but that were in big markets. Like they should have brought on UNLV. Like you couldn't get the PAC 12 market. Like you couldn't get the PAC 12 network in Vegas a lot of the time. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like bring on UNLV and get on basic cable in Vegas. You idiots. Like bring on, you know, UNM bring on air force and get like Colorado Springs is surprisingly quite big. Right. Like do it. Like, don't be dumb. Like go for the money. Um, but they could have given those schools like a chance to kind of grow into it a little bit, you know, like, in a, like, and they didn't. And now like the big 12, like you could argue, like has to do a little bit of growing to try to get some of the schools there. And you like what they did is they tried to pick schools in big markets, you know, like hoping that the market itself will bring some revenue. So if they, it's, if they are going to keep doing that, I guess it makes sense. I'm, I'm just curious if the PAC 12 has to do this, like a similar thing, I think what ends up happening is the PAC 12 and the big 12, like merge somehow with some of those schools. And then maybe the ACC merges. Well, here's, a, here's a crazy scenario. Like here's a real crazy scenario. So let's say Notre Dame sort of like plays coy for a bit 
you know, the ACC is sitting on what they're doing, right? But Arizona, the Arizona schools plus Colorado and Utah get nervous, right? Yeah. They get an invite, they, but they get an invite from the, like they know that Oregon and Washington are going to jump on them. You know, the first, like, as any of, as literally any of them would, right? Like, there is no one that would not, like, walk over the bodies of their relatives to get to the Big Ten at this point. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, you know, like, but let's say they get an invite, like, the Arizona schools in Colorado and Utah get an invite to the Big 12. And they bring something to the table. They would bring additional incremental revenue you know, to the big 12 TV contract. Okay. Do you think they like, can you imagine a world? Like, I mean, now there's a funny world, right? Like, cause they're, they gotta be looking at it and thinking like, we don't have a great shot at getting into the big 10. Right. Yeah. Like that's not likely, you know, we're clearly not going to end up in the sec. <laughs> so like, if they get offered a reasonable deal that they think will hold, why not take it now? Right. Um, and that would be fascinating. Cause then like, would it like, would, would it force the big 10 to take Oregon and Washington? I don't know. Like probably, I mean, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> like, and look, maybe the pressure then if like, if Oregon and Washington don't have a TV invite then is like, they're everybody's in. Right. Like everybody joins and forms some version of the big 12. I just, I think that the, the only way you're going to make that work financially, like to have a reasonable shot at some solid dollars is like, you have to be, you have to be somewhat parsimonious about distance. Like you can't, like you can't be sending your, your baseball team to Orlando or yeah. since like you might not be able to send like, I mean, that kind of thing. Right. Like, and the big 12, like, I mean, Virginia, West Virginia is freaking far away. Oh, you know? for sure. Like, but we think about those schools as like being out there. Like, I mean, if you're the pack, like if you were the pack 12 and wanting to like, but maybe you decide like, Hey, we're like, we unzipper it. Right. And like, you guys go your way over here and we'll take like the, the, the you know, the pack 12 takes like the best of the Texas schools or whatnot. Like, and then everybody else that remains like K state and West Virginia and everybody, that's what the new big 12 is. I don't know. Like that's what like, but you can't, you can't take, everyone with you right like you can't have in this case like you have to have the best earners you can to try to give yourself a shot oh man I'm, we'll have to decide too. Well, we have a couple of years to, to work this through but like it's not going to be the pac-12 it's going to be something totally different and right. uh and it'll be fascinating to to see which direction we decide to go because the better football is going to be the big 10 the more interesting football like the, almost the hipster football is going to be whatever the big 12 pack 12, whatever that is, that'll be more fun um, and more niche. And I think we'll make more money gambling on it. But I mean, like there's a lot of Ohio state fans. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I mean, like I used to joke, like I've joked around cause like, you know, people have like, just to try to give people a sense of like the scale when they talk about like, Oh, we would definitely be the big 10 would want us. I'm like, you guys have like, I could, we could start, and I know some people here in Columbus that like run some of the Buckeye sites and things like that. Like we could start a an Ohio State podcast tomorrow and we'd be like the fifth or sixth coolest Buckeye podcast, but we would crush 
numbers, <laughs> just crush the numbers that Pac-12, like all the other Pac-12 podcasts do combined. It's like, <laughs> like all of our listeners have us on while they're falling asleep at like I 10 like, p.m. And it's I way more than regular listeners. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> all of our listeners. And I care a lot about the Pac-12. I grew up out west. Like, I really care about it. But, like, there just aren't enough of us. <laughs> <laughs> and that is that is an unfortunate fact. Like, there's a lot of people out west. Not a lot of them care about college football, unfortunately. Well, we'll, we'll keep a lookout for movement. And I, I'm curious to say, well, here's, here's the last question. We'll wrap up with this. How soon, Rob, do you think we start seeing the dominoes fall? Oh man. I mean, like, look, everybody's getting a runner. Like I went back and like, I swear to God, there were so many, like after Texas and Oklahoma went like everybody running around right now saying like the big Ten's not done. Like everyone last summer was like, the sec is not done. Like Paul Feinbaum says the sec might not be done adding teams. Right. Like, well, they're okay. not, but I mean like, no, but, it's gonna right, be a while. like, <laughs> Every, everybody's running like the like the rumor and hype machine is in complete overdrive like just put on your business cap right like if someone like i had someone last year like some texas tech like legitimate journalist writer who had sources in the athletic department and his crazy sources in the athletic department told him that texas tech was coming to the pac-12 and i said there's no way that is ever happening you know, like at least in the world that we lived in last year. Yeah, I was gonna say by now. <laughs> by now, but yeah. I was, but I mean, like you just have to put on your business cap, right? Like the big, like the Big Ten is not going. Like the Big Ten, like and Fox already kicked the tires on all the Pac-12 schools on their own. There are no more getting added, and until the, whatever happens with Notre Dame happens, right? Um. And so like that's but like that that is the only like there's only two major shifts that are going to change the makeup of the Big 10 or the SEC. And that is Notre Dame making a decision on on joining the Big 10 and ESPN deciding to like move along and call it quits on what its deal is with the ACC and like paying out the partners so that they can do that. That, those will change the makeup, right? And the, the Pac-12 could potentially have teams poached what's left in either of those scenarios, right? Now, if you're a Pac-12 school that really is like, if you're Oregon and Washington, you are praying that Notre Dame happens before ESPN makes that call on the ACC, right? Like you don't, you don't want like some ACC schools suddenly hitting the market as free agents. Ugh. Um at the same time that you really want in. But like the other part is, is like the big tens new deal is going to get signed. Right. Yeah. Um, like, and unless Notre Dame, like, I mean, so like that, that's the one to watch is like Notre Dame. Now Notre Dame could happen fast um, because the big 10 has been sort of like putting off signing this deal, but like maybe the big 10 signs like a five-year deal or something like that and comes back to market. Um, or just puts an escalator in there to like, Hey, we, if we bring in Notre Dame, that kind of thing. Um, cause the Irish aren't really bound into what the ACC's contract is, but like that, the, the Notre Dame is the mover to watch out for. Everything else is, is smoke right now. Like, um, the ACC teams are, are, are really are pretty locked up and it, it will be on ESPN to unlock them. Um, before they could join any other conference. So like when people are like Fox should just like in the big 10 should go get Duke and North Carolina. It's like they're, they have no idea what they're talking about. Like until ESPN 
releases them from prison. (laughs) (laughs) That's not happening. And so it is like, just keep an eye on uh, Notre Dame could unlock some more movement. Gosh, Um, I I feel so bad for the ACC because that contract is garbage and it's still like 2075. There's nothing good that comes with any, like the ACC is like at the worst spot because they're basically just like, I mean, like if you're, you're just praying, you know, like you're one of the schools that would maybe get moved to the SEC. Oh yeah. Like if you're Wake Forest, like you're starting to think about like, Hey, maybe we could be like the North Dakota state of whatever, whatever the future is. (laughs) Right. I mean, because like even like, and here's a funny one, like as, as bad as it is for the PAC 12, like some of the schools in the PAC 12, like imagine if you're Clemson. Like Clemson doesn't have anything like the size of a fan base of like a NSCC school. Yeah. They don't like, it's yeah. the weirdest, like, I mean, part of it is cause they just been, they've been really good really recently. They hired a good coach and they right. stuck with them and that's it. That's yeah. all they got. And so like they have been slowly building fan base size, but like, they're not, re- I mean like they'd probably get in, but they're not like a slam dunk on the money. <laughs> side of things you know like but they're like if you're one of those schools though that you think espn would move in like you're actually probably actively trying to put pressure on because on espn and hoping to get out and hoping espn is willing to just pay out whatever they're going to owe wake forest you know for the rest of the, the that contract hoping they're willing to do that to get you over because if you actually had to play out to like 2036 oh my gosh <laughs> like clemson i mean imagine if you're clemson or miami or florida state and being at like a 70 million a year deficit versus what the sec and the big Ten are in 10 years they will be a total afterthought in college football yeah that, that's why i think like i i think the espn and fox is going to give these I, I say smaller conferences i mean like that's how that's how quickly the <laughs> Everything yeah. has shifted, but they're that, they're gonna let the Pac-12 and the Big 12 and, and the ACC have some wiggle room to move around and and try to figure out what what to do. But um, but it's still gonna be bad. Like like you mentioned, like that that whatever that ends up being, it will not be it will not be good. It will be better than if nothing happened. But. I mean, don't you like? I mean, this is just maybe me, but like, I think you're better. Like, you are able to put something together better out of like the eastern side of the big 12 with what is left of the ACC and then the Western side of the big 12 with what is left of the pac 12. That's like way more fun. <laughs> I would much rather, like let's, let's at least try to get to that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. like, cause you can throw since like you can throw Cincinnati and Louisville and West Virginia in a conference together and that works. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, and like, you know, so the rest of whatever's left of the ACC, that absolutely freaking works. Like if you have the PAC 12 schools, like trying to figure out, like going to Orlando or something like that's bananas. Like I'm just trying to, re- I'm reading USC statement. I feel bad for USC fans. Cause they're like, so, or not USC fans, uh, Utah fans. Cause they're just so pleased to be here when they got to the, the PAC 12. And like, they've been the, like they've been the best fans for the most part of like, like yeah you know i like, yeah, we might suck but like it'd be cool if we were good and then once they were good it was like hey isn't it great that we're good like it's just it, it's not no finger i mean there's a couple couple of utah fans that are feisty but like, it's not a lot of fingers in your eye it's more just like hey y'all this is fun <laughs> no they're great <laughs> yeah, 
And like, and so I'm looking at their statement, and it's kind of like, yeah, the Pac-12 has been pretty cool. You know, <laughs> like it's not. We are extremely yeah. disappointed, and it's. <laughs> I don't know I thought it was. Uh, it's the most Utah like. Yeah, we're you know like the, the Pac-12 is fine. Like we're 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 still we're still excited. You know, I'm sure behind the scenes they're like trying to do whatever they can, but um, it, it was very on brand. Well, let's wrap it up there, Rob. Um, anything else to anything else you got cooking? Sharp college football. Uh, yeah, we're. I mean, this sounds like the weirdest thing. Like we will be expanding our coverage in the fall. I'm not going to announce yet what we're expanding on because it might be more or it might be less. I got some irons in the fire, but we will be covering more games and more of football. Um, with beta rank now we won't necessarily like i'm not like i will still probably just focus on college football and the stuff that i talk about but you will be able to find a lot more college games and maybe other games on the site in the fall sharp college football xfl let's go let's go (laughs) (laughs) canadian cfl (laughs) coverage starts here (laughs) right well uh, sharp college football for all your uh, football needs we were going to do the the Pac-12 uh, wide receiver and tight end uh, cores, we will do that later. I apologize to all of our listeners for the delightful quarterback conversation we had. It is lost into the ether. Such a bummer because it was so it was good. good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went all in on Jaden Delora and it was the best. Um, <laughs> so so we, maybe, maybe we'll redo that at some point. I, I would prefer to do that versus like secondary. So maybe we'll just have to, um, because I think it's really important and it was pretty positive, right? Because we have so many good, um, like yeah, an, an upgrade big step forward. Yeah. All, like we, you know, we we've, we've been so down on the, on the pack 12, but like the running back groups are pretty solid. The, the quarterback groups are solid. Um, and they, and, and they will be for the next two years before everybody leaves for the big 12. So, um, you know, we'll keep a lookout for that. Um, stay tuned. We'll, we'll keep, we'll continue to be recording and, um, and we will catch you next week.